and welcome back to SwiftCast. We have a very special episode for you guys. So please welcome back Tim and Carson from the I Heard That Was Good podcast. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us back. We didn't even have to send you free stuff this time to get on. <laughs> we always want you back. Is this the third or the fourth time you've been on? I think it's the third. I think it's the third. Yeah. I, like I said, we didn't send you free stuff this time. I know. We really should have you guys back on our podcast again sometime. But you need to send us free stuff. Yeah, we want free yeah, stuff Yeah, what stuff you. do you want? Like popcorn to for when you watch your movies? I don't know what yeah. you guys like. Yeah, popcorn, <laughs> uh, DVDs, whatever. Yeah, send us the giver when it comes out. That's got to come out soon. I think it's out. Yeah, it's out. Well, send us it. <laughs> yeah, we send you old merchandise that we get, so you guys can send us old stuff that you get. I know, I've been meaning to ask Carson. We did get a Christmas gift from Taylor Swift, Yeah, we did. Awesome. You teased us with photos, and then you never responded again. Well, I was going to ask if it, all that's left in there is now some Christmas stockings, which are very timely. You'll be able to use those. <laughs> uh, actually, you guys probably would display them year-round because you're such big fans. I just wanted the card that had Meredith on it. Oh, you're not getting the card. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I won't put Carson on the spot and ask him what I can send you right now, but maybe something will be coming down the line. We can send the perfume. Oh, okay. That's disappeared from the box. I don't know where it went. <gasps> yeah, it's not in the box anymore. I was like, well, Carson wanted the perfume and the lotion. Oh, so. no, I think it's under my desk. I was hiding uh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it she... is under my desk because the girl that I'm dating, her two girls showed up, and I didn't want them taking it. Oh, well, they certainly, the Swiftcast girls will disagree with me, but they certainly can. But she sent these um, 1989 keychains that are little Polaroid pictures, and they are ninja throwing stars. They could be. I'll yes. be honest with you. You cannot <laughs> use them as keychains because you will slice your legs wide open. That's they how are sharp pretty they sharp. Are. I have one. Yeah, right. They're dangerous. I have it on there just as a weapon. I'm like, just in case I get in trouble, I can, you know, slice somebody open with this. We have it on our station vehicle keys here yeah. in Mississippi, and Murphy threw them at me the other day, <laughs> and I like, I felt like he cut me. Yeah, I cut him deep. Well, note to self, don't put that on my keychain. I was going to. <laughs> yeah, just just be aware. I don't know, sand them down or something. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like they, they could have gone through another, uh, you know, another sort of prototype situation. Where they're like, yeah, these are too sharp. We can't sell these to kids. Well, Taylor would be very concerned to hear that. <laughs> I think she would be. I feel like she would be. That probably didn't pass. You know, that probably didn't come across her desk. We're going to tweet her. <laughs> yeah. Tweet her a class action suit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. She's had enough to deal with this week. Oh, I know. Scandal. Not even really scandal. The thing about Taylor Swift's tweets, like the ones they released, they're exactly what you'd think Taylor Swift tweets would be. Like, absolutely nothing. Hey, let's get together together and play cards. And it's almost like they made them up. Like, they're not real. Like, if I was going to make up Taylor Swift DMs, I would say, oh, yeah, she tweeted uh, a YouTube star about brunch. She definitely did that. (laughs) There's nothing salacious at all No, it's not like the celebrity hack that happened. I know. Yeah. It's the most boring hacking that that there could have been. That's what everyone's saying. Like, you really could not have picked a more boring person to hack. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. They're out there. <laughs> but we like her that way. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah. Well, people... I mean, that's who she is. Yeah. I think the most scandalous she's gotten recently is she actually took a bikini pic. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was pretty shocking. I saw her belly button. Yeah. There were headlines everywhere about her belly button. <laughs> she has a belly button. Well, did you guys know that there is a subreddit on Reddit for pretty much every part of Taylor Swift's body? Did you see that? You know, that people have recently discovered that, that like there's, have you guys ever been on Reddit? I don't I'm on there a lot. I have, and I didn't know about that thread, but that's kind of disturbing. It kind of is, although it's also sort of innocuous too, because you're like, okay, well, so you're obsessed with her armpit. It's weird, but there's also like less appropriate things you could be obsessed with. So on Reddit, if you're not familiar with it, you can sort of subscribe to certain uh, parts of the website just based on your interests. Like I'm on the Simpsons subreddit and Fargo and True Detective and things like that, like my favorite TV shows. And so there are sections of the website, subreddits, they call them, Taylor Swift's armpit, Taylor Swift's legs, Taylor Swift's neck, literally any part of Taylor Swift you can think of. And they're just pictures of that part of her body. It's kind of weird. It's obsessive. You're like, I don't know, is this is this weird? I mean, it's weird, right? <laughs> I mean, Murphy weird. started it, so is it weird? <laughs> I started the armpit one. I was like, this is a this is the unsung hero of Taylor Swift, her armpit. No, I just think it's you're like, it's not dirty, is it? But it feels dirty, so it must be, right? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. It is weird, but people on Twitter make handles with those kind of things too, like Taylor's armpit. <laughs> and their whole account is devoted to it. Just to the armpit. Okay, see? So, yeah, there's something going on there. I don't know. I guess I got to check it out. I know there are a ton about her legs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, there are a ton about her legs. I kind of like her Cupid's bow. What's that? It's the space right above the lip and between the lip and the nose. Oh, okay. That's a weird thing to like. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm sure that that has its own spread on there, too. Oh, it's got to, yeah. At least maybe as, a, as a, even a subsection of the lips subreddit. I don't know. 
So were you just looking for Taylor stuff on Reddit and found this? No, that came out like <laughs> Gawker. I checked the Gawker website a lot, and they're obsessed with Reddit in a way that they're like, they hate it, but they love it because they love writing about all the weird stuff on it. And so they stumbled across all those subreddits somehow, and I saw that a while back on their website. And then I never went to go check out the actual subreddits. I was like, oh, that's that's weird. Do I really need to see all that? Probably, I can probably imagine what like, it looks like. I'm surprised you didn't kill time by doing that. I know. <laughs> I, I guess I should have. I guess, Well, now I'm, now I'm motivated to actually go see what all the fuss is about. It's one of his New Year's resolutions now. Yeah. Become obsessed with one part of Taylor Swift's body. <laughs> earlobes. I don't know. Something. Are they attached or detached? Do you guys know her earlobes? It's a genetic thing, you know? Mine are detached. It looks like Carson's are attached. Mine are attached. Huh. That's a good question. I think hers are attached. Ooh, interesting. Right? I don't know that I've ever examined her earlobes that closely. You guys are the experts here. <laughs> We're supposed to be. I bet you guys didn't think that the conversation was going to go this way. <laughs> and who'd have when thought? You, yeah. Murphy knew more about this than you guys. We never well, really I, know I mean, where the conversation's going to go when we have you on. <laughs> oh, they are. It looks like they're detached from what I can see. <laughs> can't believe we're oh, even Googling this Never right mind. I, I take it back because the, the earrings are covering up what I thought was a, was a detached. Boy, she wears her hair down a ton. She does, and get yeah. A look at him. I'm going to say attached. I don't know if you guys are looking at it. What do you think, Carson? Attached? I don't know. I see her face. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'd say they're attached. Looks like they're attached. Interesting. Like when you like when you turned your phone around, all uh, I saw was her lips, and I'm going, I, that's not her ear, Murphy. Carson was looking at her <laughs> Cupid's bow. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to join that subreddit. Well, I'm, now I'm looking at another one where they look detached. Somebody, we got to settle this. <laughs> <laughs> Next we time might... you guys see her. Wait, actually, I'm going to get a meter, so I'll ask her. I think they're detached. They're detached. Yeah, the ones I'm looking at now are, yeah, I'm looking at her Wonderland cover, and, and I'm, I'm seeing detached. That could be photoshopped. Maybe she's insecure. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at detached. Her hair is down a lot. Yeah, definitely. She tell. covers them up. Yeah, well, speaking of, uh, like, meeting her and everything like that, I got to meet you guys, too, or someone, right? Wait. Yes. So you're actually meeting her for sure. Yeah, May 22nd. I'm going to be in uh, Baton Rouge. Oh, my God. We're all going to be there. Not in the meet and greet. We're all going to be in Baton Rouge. <laughs> I can't wait to shove her. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to give her a hard shove. <laughs> we really wanted Sorry, Nate, Nate to be... for bringing that I up know, again. I know. I'm so mad at him. I was like, they're never going to believe you exist because you're not here on this episode and you never are. Oh yeah, I wasn't even expecting Nate this time. I was like, it's, it's just not, he's not gonna, she's not gonna show up. He's never gonna show up. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you guys are all gonna be in Baton Rouge. That's very close to us. I'm still wondering if I can work out that I can be there as well. But Carson is definitely gonna be there, so we'll have to get you know an, an IRL meeting of. Uh, I heard that was good in Swiftcast. I'm very excited about this prospect. I, we're so excited. It's you know the second show of the tour, and it's gonna be amazing. Wow. All right. And she's not actually part of. Uh, whatever that fest is down there, Country Bay no, Fest. No, there was Bay. a whole confusion over that. She's just a totally separate show that I guess they're advertising, but it's not actually part of the country. Well, they fest. wouldn't. They almost wouldn't let her be part of it because it's a straight country fest. Right, like so no pop sense. acts are allowed, and she's a pop act. We were pretty confused when we were buying the tickets, but luckily it all worked out. <laughs> that is good. That is good. Yeah, maybe I can make it down there. We'll see. At least maybe for some tailgating. Maybe I can just tailgate, and then you guys all go to the show. <laughs> And I sleep in Carson's Tahoe. So will this be your first concert? It will be. It will be my first Taylor Swift concert. It won't be my <laughs> first concert ever. Carson's never been allowed to go to concerts before. Well, the only relevant concerts are Taylor ones, so. There you go. The only relevant concert. Yeah, usually we go to the venues pretty early and like hang out with people and just do random stuff. So definitely be a big party. You guys should take your setups and do a Swift cast from the parking lot. That'd be pretty awesome. That would be. Are you going to join us and tell us about your meet and greet? Uh, I'll try to. I Keep in mind, I'm going with my girlfriend and her two daughters, so I'm... You're getting no time with Taylor at all, just so you know. You're not going to get any time with her. They're all going to hug her, and you're going to be standing there like... <laughs> uh, I got the stuff, so they're going to give me my time, too. <laughs> he gets his Taylor time. She's going to focus on the kids, for sure. I'll be like, all right, you guys got your selfies. Go to the car and sleep with Murphy. <laughs> I'm going to watch this concert. You know what's really exciting? I bet you'll get to go to the Club 89 or whatever she's going to call it, like the Club Red Tea Party Room. This all sounds very Disney. They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah so what is that's like uh, the green room for the meet and greet kind of where you wait for her to come out? 
At every show, she handpicks people to meet her after the show, and they all go into this room, and she always has pizza and drinks and takes photos with everybody, and so it becomes this huge competition to get picked, and that's why we always make all these crazy signs and crazy costumes. I don't think I'll get picked for that. No, but if you go to the meet and greet before the show, it's also in that room. Yeah. (laughs) I've never been picked, but I got to see the room because my meet and greet was in that room. What's well, because you heard your podcast and he's afraid of one of you shoving her. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll get to see the room on the second night. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about the show. I mean, even if even if we weren't taking two little girls, I would be like, yeah, I'll go. I know. Well, I, before I even remembered that, that Carson has these young girls in his life, I was like, Carson, let's you and me go to see Taylor Swift. Which, by the way, like, that sounds weird when you say that, so don't say it. Like, <laughs> the, yeah. the, you said earlier, go sleep with Murphy in the car. Well, so, yeah. um, <laughs> I, But I was like, Carson, let's you and me go see Taylor Swift together. He's like, I'm taking my girlfriend. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and her kids. I was disappointed that Carson and I weren't going to go together. Like, I would leave my wife, he would leave his girlfriend, and we'd run off to Baton Rouge to see Taylor Swift <laughs> together. That sounded like a great weekend to me. But, oh well, I guess he's going to go with his lady friend. <laughs> That would have been a great photo op, too. You guys taking selfies together. We should try to make it happen. With Taylor. Oh, my gosh. All the way down there where you take selfies. (laughs) By the way, I need to ask you guys because the two girls, they don't know that we got them this trip yet. They don't know that they're going to meet Taylor Swift. They don't know that we got the concert tickets. Where can I find 1989 t-shirts? Because that's what I want to do. We want to, like... We just want to be able to take the T-shirts, and that's what they open on their birthdays because their birthdays are like a week apart, and that's how we're going to announce that they get to go. But how do we? I mean, are they available? TaylorSwift.com. Oh, right. she's out of the merch. That seems pretty. Can't you just Never tweet mind. her and get her to send you a big box of T-shirts again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the end of the tour, we'll get all the 1989. Yeah, true. Stuff. No, but she has some. She already has 1989 tour T-shirts on her website, and they're they're really nice. So sweet. There you go. If I tweet her, it's going to say, hey, look, we want to be on SwiftCast again. Can you send us some free stuff, please? <laughs> just mail it directly to them, care of us. Make sure it just says, I heard that was good on there somewhere. <laughs> well, we're really excited that you guys could come on today because the Grammys are getting so close and they're less than two weeks away. We know Taylor's performing. She has three nominations, and but we sort of want to talk about the whole show and just who we think is going to win and all the nominees. Sweet. Yeah, we're, we're definitely into that as well. Of course, being, you know, uh, our day jobs are, you know, top 40 radio DJs. So a lot of the stuff that's nominated in, especially the major categories, you know, we're already playing. But I know you guys want to go over all 83 categories, so we better get started. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys heard, but I'm actually going to the Grammys. I think I did see you tweet about that. <laughs> <What>? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a seat filler. That's amazing. How did you get that, that job? It was just a lottery thing. Huh, cool. I've entered every year and... They get tons of people wanting to do it, and it was just honestly a miracle. So you think you're going to be able to fill a seat while Taylor's on or be able to watch from somewhere? Yeah, you basically get put into any seat that's empty. So it could be next to any of the talent or off to the side or really anywhere, but just getting to go because you can't just go buy tickets to the Grammys. Yeah, yeah. That is awesome. Well, don't eat Taco Bell the day before. <laughs> but, like, get Pharrell to so that he has to get up a bunch of times during the show and you get to take his seat. I mean, he's got That's a good idea. A pretty good seat. Yeah. But just you bring, have to put on his hat, too. Yeah, just bring free tacos to the Grammys. Just shove them in your gown and then hand them out. <laughs> and you'll be filling seats in no time. And so will they. Well, that's going to be awesome to, to be able to go to the Grammys. That, we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye out for you. Yeah, I'll wave. <laughs> yeah, just wave nonstop from your seat. <laughs> I don't think you're probably even allowed to do that, right? No, we're not allowed to do anything. <laughs> I won't have a phone. I won't have a camera. I won't really even oh. have my purse, like nothing. Drag. But you'll have the experience. So what did you guys think last year when Taylor was snubbed for our album of the year? Um, Who won it? I don't even remember. Daft Punk. See, I don't know, because Daft Punk was a pretty good album. I know that because we're on the Swift cast, we should agree with you guys, but Daft Punk was a great album. Yeah, those guys have been, you know, I've, I've been a fan of theirs for a while, and I think they did put out a solid all-the-way-through record. You know, Taylor did, too. I don't know. It's so weird talking, you know, we talk about movies, and it's so weird comparing art like that, you know, because Daft Punk doesn't sound like Taylor Swift, and vice versa, and so, you know, it's it's so tough, it's so subjective, and but I don't know, they just had such a huge year. They had one of the biggest 
songs of the year, and that album, as poppy as that track was, it was still a little bit of experimental, and I don't know, the voters, I think, kind of liked that aspect of it, and, and the fact that they've been in the business for, for such a long time as well, and had finally broken through to the mainstream. And you know? obviously, you guys have gotten over that. <laughs> I could hear your voice. My goodness. I know. I, didn't, I, had, I had totally forgotten. Daft Punk. The reason why people were even more upset was because when it was presented, it really looked like they were going to say Red, and then they said Random Access Memories, which was the name of their album. Oh. So people got really excited for a second, and then it wasn't And I think I remember that, the gif of her kind of going <laughs> yeah. around, like about to stand up and get excited and surprised, and was actually genuinely surprised this time <laughs> because she didn't win. Well, I was really, really sure that Red was going to win, but as sure as I was, I feel a thousand times more confident that Shake It Off has to take home at least one Grammy. Yeah, I don't think she's going to go home empty-handed this year, but she's up against so many amazing songs. And it's sort of the opposite of the Oscars, where I feel like songs benefit from being around a long time and being played a long time. And 1989 came out so close to the cutoff date, right, that something like Fancy that we've heard a billion times before just may have that name recognition. You know, it's like it's, it's more like a presidential election than it is with the Oscars, because the more you've been out there and the more name recognition you have, some voters are going to be like, uh, oh, yeah, that's the only one of these I've heard. I think I guess I recognize that and they'll just vote for it just out of that you know just because of that whereas with the Oscars it's sort of the opposite where everything has to come out the last two weeks of the year because the Academy's memory is that short that they only remember those last two weeks of the year this is a tough category looking at it yeah all the ones she's nominated so let's talk about record of the year so we have Fancy Igazalia we have Chandelier Sia Stay With Me Sam Smith Shake It Off Taylor and then we have All About That Bass Megan Trainer. what do you guys think I mean, big year for Megan Trainer. I mean, all about that bass was everywhere. I mean, you got to give it to her for that. And actually, I mean, they competed back and forth there for a while, Taylor and her. They've had a very interesting time on the charts. I just don't think all about that bass is... It's, all of that good? Is, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of the words for it. It's not um, an interesting song to me. All the other songs that are nominated are interesting compositions. And all about that bass is just so basic to me. It's like just boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Whereas all the other songs, they have interesting compositions like Stay With Me has that chorus that's actually just Sam Smith's voice layered like 20 times, which is, you know, they're amazing production feats. And I forget which one, Record of the Year and Song of the Year. One of them goes to the songwriters and one of them goes to the artist. I forget the difference there about which one's which. That might have affected my vote. I think Shake It Off is going to get one of these. I think it's probably looking at who's nominated. I want to say Sam Smith is going to get one and Taylor Swift is going to get the other. Which one is which, I, I, I can't tell you. I'd agree That's what that. I think, too. Song of the Year goes to the songwriter. Mm. Record of the Year says rewards the song's performance and production. So I guess Song of the Year goes to the writer and Record of the Year goes to Taylor. I still agree with Murphy. Sam Smith's going to get one and Taylor Swift is going to get the other. I know I mentioned a Megan Boehner. Megan Megan Boehner. Boehner, Boehner all Megan about Trainer. that taste. Yeah, all about <laughs> But I, I didn't even notice that Sam Smith was in there. Yeah, I'm gonna, I think you just said the same thing that I would say is Sam Smith's song of the year, Taylor Swift record of the year. Didn't I hear someone say that? Or maybe they said the opposite? No, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel like All About That Bass won't really be a song that people remember years from now, whereas I feel like the others in the categories, people will. Yeah, definitely. It's such a novelty. It's just, it's so empty to me. It just doesn't say anything. You know what I mean? And I, lo- I know a lot of people think it's this, you know, f- empowering feminine anthem. But I think when you really listen to the lyrics, it's not. I mean, it it skinny shames. And it, I mean, I don't want to get too, I don't know, political on no, your podcast. No, I totally agree. And I've thought that all <laughs> along with the song. I've never really liked it. Yeah, and here's what's the worst part. And I think I've become more in tune with this side of me because now I have a daughter and I really want to pay attention to what she's listening. She's one, by the way, so she's not <laughs> so paying she's attention to anything right now. To this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I want to train myself to know when I see this and, and what all about that bass does is it puts the way a woman feels about themselves on a man. It's like, oh, men like a little more booty to hold at night or whatever it is. And it's like, well, that, who cares what men want? You should feel good about yourself for what you, you know, feel like at night, not what a guy feels like at night. So that's the other thing I don't like about it. I think with Taylor's feminist stance, she would love what you just said. Well, good. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I feel like Taylor hasn't really said anything about Megan Trainer. I'm not sure what her opinion is on her. Uh, not even on her radar taylor swift is in another galaxy well she's very supportive of other artists that are on the charts and that are at award shows and i think kind of goes out of her way to say when she likes something or someone and i feel like she doesn't like megan that much 
But see, I've also, <laughs> yeah. I also think that she's starting to learn that she's got to be careful whatever she says because people will twist it and turn it whatever way. So even if she does say, hey, I love Megan Trainor's music, but not a big fan of All About That Bass, that little clip right there, I hate All About That Bass, yeah, is the one that's going to end up that. on the news. Yeah. I think Megan's also just too new. She just came out of nowhere and has this huge song. Well, so is Iggy Azalea. Yeah, yeah, but she's also had – she's got a proven track record of hits now. I mean, she's had that one. She's had Black Widow. She's She's been featured on tracks that have been hits. And, yeah, I think Megan Trainers hasn't proven herself yet. If any new artist is going to sweep in and get this, I think it's going to be Hosier for Song of the Year. It's just an interesting – that's an interesting composition. The first time I heard it, I was like, the rhythm of this is weird, and the lyrics are interesting, and his voice is interesting. It's got these weird long pauses, and it's – I think if anyone's gonna, if anyone's the dark horse in this category, it's going to be Hosier. But I think Sam Smith and Taylor Swift both have the edge in, in both of these categories. Well, for Song of the Year, the nominees are All About That Bass, Chandelier, Shake It Off, Stay With Me, and Take Me to Church. Right, pretty much the same thing, except for Take Me to Church was, the you know, kicked out fancy. Yeah, for record. And the interesting thing is Taylor actually tweeted about Take Me to Church months ago before it was even released as a single. <laughs> and I'm not going to attribute the song's success completely to her, but I think she definitely impacted it. Well, look at Nicki Minaj and Super Bass, what she did for that song. Exactly, yeah. And recently she tweeted about a song from Born, and it just has been flying up on iTunes now. Yeah, and some of the DMs were, were to that artist as well. Right. I, I wasn't familiar with him or so it. Scandalous. Or them. Yeah. So is that one artist or is it a band? It's a she, right? It sounded like a band when I listened to the song. Oh, okay. I, I tried to Google, but I can't find those O's with the little line through them to, to Google the name. I think that they have the little O's with the line through them. So I think we settled those two categories, right? Yeah. Let's go to album of the year. Or are we talking about that one? Because it doesn't have Taylor Swift in it. We can still talk about it. So album of the year includes Beck. Beyonce, Ed Sheeran, Sam Smith, and Pharrell Williams. Now, I think I probably don't even need to say that I 1000% want and hope Ed Sheeran to win. And it's hard for me when I really feel strongly about one nominee to even really think objectively about it because I just get so caught up in just who I want to win. But I really do think that Multiply, Ed's album, is such an amazing album that it definitely deserves it. See, I'm in the same boat as you. I really want Ed to win, but I kind of think Sam Smith might win. That's my pick. I think I'll have to go with that one as well, but don't put it past the voters to throw something like Beck Morning Phase at us. It looks like the one that has no shot of winning, but think something like Arcade Fire, think Bon Iver, think Steely Dan, the year they won Album of the Year. The Grammy voters love to pick that one weird thing for Album of the Year and just shock everybody. Be like, what? What? You know, I mean, almost maybe like Random Access Memories was last year. I mean, there's a lot of albums in that category, but uh, I remember Arcade Fire winning, and I was like, okay, they don't have a shot at all. And then all of a sudden, they just they pulled out the win out of nowhere a couple of years ago. So I wouldn't put it past them to put Beck up, something like Beck up there, or maybe even Beyonce. Not a lot of people are talking about that album except the way it was released. That was the only thing that was newsworthy about it, I think. I think I got to go with Sam Smith as well on this one. I do see your point about Beck, though. I didn't even know he was still making music, honestly. I know, and I, I like pretty much everything I've ever heard from him. I, the, just This album just escaped my radar. There's just other stuff that's been out that I've been listening to. I'm still interested in checking it out, but I haven't heard it at all. But the Grammy voters love to give awards to stuff like that. I know. I feel like Ed is such... I mean, he's getting nominations, but then I feel like he so often gets overlooked when it comes to the actual winning of awards. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because he's a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> he's a singer with the flow. That's what he says. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just wish that obviously the Grammy voters, you know, they know their reasons for voting, but I wish that live performances factored more into an album winning because Ed's tour was just outstanding. And I know people love Sam Smith, but we saw him perform a couple songs at Jingle Ball and I just wasn't that interested. Yeah, he definitely seems like one of those guys that is maybe a little bit like Sia where they have, they're not used to being on stage, they, a little bit of stage fright or something, or it's just like, I'm not going to do much, but just stand here and sing. Yeah, you know? I would agree with that. Like, if I was going to see Sam Smith, I'd want to see him in more of like an intimate type thing, like a piano right in front of you, maybe at like a jazz bar or something like that. Yeah. Whereas when you're like on stage at a jingle ball and you're up against Taylor Swift and you're yeah. up against those high performing entertainers, you're just going to look like a dud. Yeah, everyone's going to go to the bathroom and <laughs> Go back to the get drinks I think we and stuff actually like that. Did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and somebody filled your seats. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I still liked him though. I think he's good. I think that was when I went to get frozen yogurt. <laughs> yeah, you got to get some froyo. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. 
I think Sam is right now huge, but I think he risks becoming like old quickly just to kind of sounding the same in a lot of his songs. Although tonight I heard his new song mixed up with some rap thing, which was weird. He's going after Ed. He's going after Ed. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know who the rapper was, but he remixed it somehow. I didn't like it. Yeah, he's got the kind of sound that could work once, but he doesn't do something different or evolve a little bit on his next album. It might try on people, you know, and be like, well, we've kind of heard all... Sometimes one of his songs will be on that we're playing, and I'm like, is this Stay With Me, or is this the other one? Uh, not the only one. Sometimes I have to listen for a minute. Is this the Tom minute. Petty one, yeah. or is this the... <laughs> Sometimes I have to listen for a minute until I realize, oh, okay, all right, now... And that could cost him the Tom Petty information. Like, that could cost him votes. That's a good point. That's I don't know if the ballots are already in yet or anything, but if people were like, oh, so he stole or, you know, he took a melody from Tom Petty, um, a lot of people say, stay with me, sounds like, won't back down. Now he owes royalty to Tom Petty and Jeff Lynne. They might say, oh, well, that kind of does change things. So I thought this was an original which Deal. I can see how it sounds like Tom Petty, but you really, like, I heard a video kind of like you did with the Usher and the Simpsons thing yeah, yeah, that, that time. Yeah, yeah, sort of mashed them up. Yeah. You have to speed up Sam Smith, and you have to slow down Tom Petty, yeah. and it's like, okay, at what point, you're like, I get it, but yeah. really. It's the same rhythm and the same notes and the same melody, just sped up or slowed down, and enough so that Sam Smith agreed, like, hey, let's not even go to court, I'll just give you, um, it's 25% of the credit goes that they're going to split Tom Petty and Jeff Lynne. Which um, is funny that Tom Petty is up for the uh, best rock album oh i didn't notice that yeah. well he's not getting a grammy because they don't give the grammy to the songwriters of like the the sampled art and stuff like that or, you know if, if you sample a song the sampler doesn't get the grammy they just yeah. get the songwriting credit if, if i was sam smith like and i knew tom petty was going to be at the grammys and i was performing let's team I'd up invite him up on stage and do something that'd be pretty cool actually to own it like that I just think that's interesting that he so easily gave in and was like, okay, you can have 25% of my song. Like, I wonder if he consciously copied it or just later realized the similarity. I think he said that nothing was intentional. Yeah, Yeah. sometimes it's just easier to settle out of court than it is to go and drag it out and stuff like that. I mean, because we hear about these stories all the time, but you never hear what the end result was. You know what I mean? A lot of the time, whereas Mm -hmm. you never know how many millions you're going to have to spend or hundreds of thousands you're going to have to spend in court to prove, oh, you know, I didn't actually ever hear this song before or blah, blah, blah. Well, the other nominee in this category, Pharrell, is in court right now for blurred lines against the Marvin Gaye family. That's right. Yeah. It seems like it's been such a dramatic thing, and I'm wondering if that will hurt him in some of these categories. Yeah, it could in the way that we're talking about it hurting Sam Smith. And, you know, as Sue Happy as Marvin Gaye's family was with Blurred Lines for a song that I was like, man, I mean, yeah, I get it. The idea is kind of the same behind the composition of the thing. It was really tenuous to me. I was surprised to look up and see that Marvin Gaye didn't get songwriting credits on Thinking Out Loud, honestly, because that to me sounds like let's get it on in several places, you know, not to... Not to burst your bubble. Not to take a shot at at (laughs) I never realized that connection. I can definitely hear that now that you've mentioned it. I heard it from the beginning. Yeah, I thought it was like, because it is kind of a, a sexy song like that. And I was like, oh, it's a conscious thing. He's sort of sampling this, you know, let's get it on. And then I, you know, I looked it up on Wikipedia and I didn't see any songwriting credit for Marvin Gaye or anything like that. I was like, that's interesting. But I don't know, maybe they, they were like, let's deal with Pharrell first and then we'll decide. Let's see how this pans out and <laughs> see if we want to sue anybody else. Maybe they're waiting. Or maybe it's just not close enough. And But, you know, we all heard it, or some of us. I kind of feel like there comes a point where can you even call it copying because, you know, there's so much music that's out there and there's only so many different ways sometimes that you can put a song together that I feel like at a certain point it's kind of just like, okay... Yeah, right. Well, that's what I was saying about, like, the the Sam Smith. I mean, like, I get it. It sounds a lot alike, but you have to speed one up and you have to slow one down. I mean, come on. You mm-hmm. take any song out there and speed them up or slow. It's like that uh, that YouTube video that came out a few weeks ago. Of all the country songs? Yeah, you take all six <laughs> right, of those right. country songs. Well, you had to speed them up or slow them down to get them all to be the same beat. Yeah, they were already all the same subject matter. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Painted on jeans. <laughs> Center of my truck. <laughs> They're all exactly like that. Yeah. Well, it's like the Nickelback effect. Right now, that is the formula that works. Nickelback produced hit after hit after hit. They all sounded exactly alike. You could put them on top of each other, and it was basically the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. But the argument I always make is like, okay, well, is it art? I mean, Nickelback is like the McDonald's of music. You know, it's like you know you're going to get a Big Mac there. You know it's not good for you. You walk out married to Avril Lavigne. You know it's not good. You know you know it's not good for you. You know it's not good. 
You know, it's not the same as walking into a steakhouse and ordering a filet. You know, it's two different things. It's like, well, yeah, why would McDonald's serve start serving filet? They're known for these disgusting hamburgers. And so that's what Nickelback is to me. And I hate that argument, too. It's like, yeah, well, they sell millions of records. It's like, okay, so everything popular equals good now? Like, that that can't happen. It, just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good, right? No. Right. <laughs> I mean, Kali maybe was popular, and I don't think that means that's good. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. It's bad for you. But, you know, sometimes you want to hear it if you're me. (laughs) Well, I want to talk about the best new artist category. So we have Iggy Azalea, Bastille, Brandy Clark, Haim, or Haim. I still don't know how to pronounce it. Haim. I think it's Haim. (laughs) And Sam Smith. That's a tough one. It's either going to be Iggy or Sam Smith. Bastille wasn't popular enough. They had maybe one hit. Brandy Clark. Who is that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know who the heck that is. I was is. about to ask you guys. <laughs> we don't know. She's probably a country star if I were to guess, but I really don't know. Most of the time they shove a country star in there. Yeah, just to be fair. Just to be fair. She sang a song called Stripes. So, yeah, she's an American country music singer, songwriter. There we go. Some of her songs have been recorded by Miranda Lambert, the band Perry, Reba McIntyre, and so on, blah, blah, blah. I feel like Haim could come in and steal this category in the same way that Bonnie Iver did when Justin Bieber, I think, was nominated for Best New Artist or whatever it was, and that sort of indie band came in and swept it, you know, much to the surprise of everybody. And even though Haim was really big last year, you know, their big breakthrough album came out, and, and I listened to it. I didn't discover them until this year. Like, early in the year, they were on SNL, and I started listening to The Wire non-stop i love that song it was my favorite song of 2014 even though it came out in 2013 so i feel like they have a chance of getting to this and taylor's been hanging out with them a lot lately which i find interesting do you guys know what the connection is there no but i know that now we're basically required to go listen to their music <laughs> oh yeah you should figure out how to say their name first i, I probably should <laughs> It definitely is Heim. Heim. If you look at it from what you guys said earlier, Iggy Azalea, she's had three top hits. She's on every freaking song out there right now. I mean, you, you got to go with her. But like Murphy said, you never know when the underdog is going to pop up. I almost feel like they would be more likely to give this category to Sam Smith than some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely has blown up from, you know, he was scrubbing toilets a year ago or something. And now he's, you know, a multi-million dollar whatever artist. So that is pretty impressive. And I guess it doesn't really reward any of his songwriting. If, if the voters find that questionable, it just sort of rewards the fact that, oh, yeah, best new artist. Here he is, you know, which I mean, it does reward his music, of course, <clears throat> but nothing specific. I'm still going with IGGY. I like that, too. It probably is between them with Haim being that sort of dark horse that could sweep in. Yeah, but the bikini photo that we were talking about earlier is the band, Haim. I figure where they're hanging out, but... Yeah, they were in Maui. Yeah. Lucky. (laughs) Taylor even lent one of them her bikini. Really? See, guys don't do that stuff. I'm like, well, guys, see, girls do that stuff. Hey, can I borrow that? Guys go, no, no. Murphy, can I borrow your... Uh, we would, yeah, we'd never think to ask. You know, no. Because it's just like, yeah, I mean, I know it's clean, but it's still touched places. But I'm I don't pretty want. sure you peed in the pool. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to borrow that. You say it's clean. Well, so then we have best pop solo performance. So I guess these are supposed to be, well, some of them are live. All of Me by John Legend. So why do some of them say live and not others? I don't get it. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, Happy is the live version, too. I've never even heard the live version of that song. So we have All of Me live, Happy live, and then we have Shake It Off, Stay With Me, and Chandelier. But Stay With Me is the Dark Child version, which I don't know what that is. That's the version you hear on the radio. Ah. And for once, Dark Child didn't shoehorn his name into it like he does all of his other songs. He's one of those producers like, Dark Child. I know I've heard that in like a ton of songs. I just can't think of any. I honestly like Shake It Off for this category just because it is such a great pop song. And this is the pop category. I think it's a perfect pop song. So I honestly have to pick it for this one. And I know that Happy was nominated last year. So I don't really understand why it's nominated again. Oh, maybe. So maybe the live version was from something else and... It was nominated on the Despicable Me 2 soundtrack last year, and now because it was on his album Girl, I think is what it was called, it's it's going through the, the process again. Mm, I don't know. That could be. I don't know the rules. Was All of Me also nominated last year? I feel like that song's old. I think that's why the live yeah. version's there, is so that they could just do it again. <laughs> that's interesting. Well, hopefully then Shake It Off Live will be nominated next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next year. <laughs> I'll go with Taylor Swift. I think she'll take this category for sure. Me too. I got to pick her for something because otherwise when I need her and if you guys are back, they're going to be like, he didn't pick you for anything. (laughs) I'm like, shut up. I want to go in that green red room or whatever. We'll have to let you know what it's actually called. So, you know, because it could be like Club 1989 or Wonderland. Who knows? Mm hmm. 
Oh, trust me. As soon as the two little girls find out that they're going and meeting Taylor Swift, they will Google everything. So watch every YouTube video. You need a video that when you tell them that they're meeting her. Yeah, we've already talked about it. I thought about like getting Taylor Swift to like see if she would announce it in a way, but uh, we already asked her to do something else and she actually turned us down on that too. So. <laughs> oh, you just text her and request things? No, no, no. no. I, I went through her label. We do a charity thing here once a year for the children's hospital. And look, I totally understand why she said no to this. We just wanted to see if she would say, hey, pick up the phone, help out children of Mississippi right now. That's all I wanted her to say. But if she opened that can of worms, everybody would ask the same thing. So that's why she was like, she was like, it's not that I don't want to help. It's just I got to be cautious. That makes sense. I'm sure that every single hospital in the country would be calling her up then. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even want her to mention the name of the hospital or even mention the name of the radio station. So, uh, But I still respect her for all that. Well, I also wanted to ask you guys about the best pop duo slash group performance, which, of course, Taylor is not in, but it has some interesting choices. So we have Fancy again. We have A Sky Full of Stars from Coldplay, which I really love that song. We have Say Something from A Great Big World with Christina Aguilera. Bang Bang with Jesse J, Ariana Grande, Nicki Minaj, and then Dark Horse, which Nate just told us is his least favorite song ever. <laughs> um, I feel like A Great Big World was last year. Yeah, I know. That's so another one of the old I, ones. And Coldplay, I don't know. It was an all right song. It just didn't do much. I think this one's going to be down to Bang Bang or Fancy. That's what I was looking at, too. And I just, I actually just looked to see what rap categories Iggy Azalea was nominated in. And I see her under Best Rap Album, but they're seeing her as more of a pop artist, and she's going to walk away with a lot. I feel like this is one that she's going to get this year the for Fancy. So I'm going to have to go with Fancy for that one. I agree. I think so, too. I think Bang Bang is similar to All About That Bass. It's a catchy song. It's fun, but it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. If you listen to the lyrics, it's actually crazy. Yeah, you get what it's about, but you're like, eh. I feel like all three of them trying to accept an award together would be a train wreck. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but you'd get to pick a seat to fill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so out of those three, which seat would you fill? <laughs> I don't think I'd fill Nicki Minaj because I'd be kind of afraid of who she was sitting with. <laughs> and you might never, might not ever get out. Yeah. The indentation might just be so, you just get swallowed up. Jessie J seems like she would have nice friends sitting around her. Yeah, I think you're probably But right. if it's cold in the theater, it may warm you up from all the butt radiation. <laughs> oh yeah, if you take Nicki's seat, yeah. It's going to be warm, you know that. And Ariana's so tiny, she just might get swallowed up going up on stage by Nikki. Heck, you may <laughs> accidentally sit in her lap. They'll be like, that seat's full. Go- oh, wait, never mind. Ariana's there. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see Fancy getting that one. Yeah, it's going to walk away with something. I think that's probably the strongest category when they separate into just pop like that. Well, I think that the best pop vocal album is interesting, too. Do you guys happen to know why some categories have more nominees than others? I was confused. I thought five was the limit. No, I, I don't know. They might have changed it like the Oscars a couple of years ago said, you know, when it comes down to Best Picture, we're going to put as many movies in there as we want. It may be 11, it may be five. And so they might have done something like that because album is such a, you know, it's basically the equivalent of Best Picture that they were like, all right, we're going to put as many in there as we want. I don't remember them making that change, but it might have been something they did. But yeah, it looks like there's one extra one there in the pop vocal album. And Miley is thrown in there, which I think is weird because again, that one seems like last year. I feel year. like Bangers has been out for two or three years. I know. Yeah. I mean, think about how long ago that blurred lines performance was and the fact that she's not nominated for anything else it just seems like a mistake they were like is she performing at all i don't think so yeah okay. i haven't heard i don't know though yeah i don't think so either and then they threw prism Katy perry in there but i just don't think as a complete album it's very good there are a couple of songs that are okay but i don't think it stands up as an album i would kind of agree with that but she did have a lot of hits off that album yeah, but she's always been very single-oriented to me. It's Correct. never, Yeah, it's never. I mean, it, it, you know, all pop artists are single-oriented when you get down to it, but it's always been with her, like, the next single comes out so quickly off of her albums that they're just single machines as opposed oh, to her record of company them. knows what they're doing. Yeah, I agree with you that they're not cohesive as an album like that. So I don't know. This may be another one they give to Sam Smith. I don't know why I'm just feeling like it's his year. I just feel like he's everywhere and everyone appreciates him and his story and his struggles and things like that, uh, and then may go into it. But this may be the one that Ed Sheeran walks away with as well. I think those are probably the two strongest in this category. I just I really agree. badly I... want Ed to win a Grammy in some category. I could see him walking away with this one. Well, this also includes Ariana Grande, My Everything, and Coldplay Ghost Stories. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it I could, don't think Coldplay is going to be an issue here. I mean, it could be though, just because it's one of those things where if you did listen to the whole album, I mean, they they didn't have a hit single off of it, at least as far as you know our, we're concerned. But as an album, if you really listen to it, as a, it's it's just so tough for us sometimes to get out of like, oh, we you know we love that song and it's great and it won the Grammy. Like being in radio, we just we just always think like, yeah, well, it wasn't a hit, so who cares? But you just got to get out of that mindset. It's like with the Oscars, you know, Boyhood didn't make, you know, maybe $5 million at the box office. And before American Sniper came out, Grand Budapest Hotel was the biggest box office success in the Best Picture category with uh, $57 million or something like that. So it was not even that. But now that American Sniper's come out, that obviously shot to the top of the list. But it's like that, you know, where the smaller indie, you know, records that didn't really hit the mainstream are the ones that the Grammy voters sometimes look at more. Well, we were going to ask you a little bit more about the Oscars since your podcast focuses more on movies. So do you feel pretty sure about what you think will win Best Picture? Oh, well, we all went in different directions. So, yeah. And, and, and actually, I didn't get a chance to see a lot of the movies that are nominated. Murphy saw more, but even then, you didn't see a lot of them. Yeah, because of the market that we're in, we don't get the stuff that's not like we just got Whiplash last weekend, which was fantastic, by the way. But I think the best picture is going to be really come down to a three horse race between Boyhood, which is probably the favorite, which I didn't really care for. Did you guys see Boyhood? No, but I've heard no. a lot about it. It's okay. I wasn't as blown away as I thought I was going to be with that movie. I think it's going to be between Boyhood, Birdman, and the Grand Budapest Hotel, which was my favorite movie of last year. It came out in March. It's actually the earliest release for a Best Picture nominee since Silence of the Lambs back in, I think, 1991, which came out on Valentine's Day in 91 or 92, I forget. So I was kind of surprised to see it get nominated at all. It won the Golden Globe for Best Comedy, and Boyhood won the Golden Globe for Best Drama. But I think it's a three-horse race between those three I, movies. I think I picked Birdman to win. Car- Carson just picked Birdman, which just won the SAG Award, their equivalent Best Ensemble Cast, which is their equivalent for Best Picture. So, and actors make up a good deal of the Academy voters, so that would maybe where the smart money is right now. It's just tough to say as far as Best Picture. I think the acting nominees are all wrapped up. J.K. Simmons for Whiplash, still Alice, Julianne Moore is going to win, Patricia Arquette, and um, who was that? I can't remember the other category now. Oh, our Best Actor. Who's Best Actor? Can't be Michael Keaton? Was Michael Keaton? I think he was. Yeah. yeah. From Birdman. I, I know he's nominated. He might be the one that won the Golden Globe. Yeah, I think I remember him winning the Globe. And he just won the SAG Award as well. So that may be all wrapped up. But you never know. So I liked Ethan Hawke. The one shining highlight of Boyhood to me was Ethan Hawke's performance. Sometimes you just forget how good that guy actually is. And he acts very well in Boyhood. Uh, I didn't even care for Patricia Arquette that much. But she's a lock, it seems like, for Best Supporting Actress. It seems like she's won everything, right? Yeah, yeah, as far as I as far as, far as I know. You know, a lot of the time, I guess because I mostly just tend to see comedies, a lot of the Oscar-nominated movies don't appeal to me that much. But the one that I really want to see is still Alice. I know. I just saw the ad for that, actually. Uh, my wife works for the Alzheimer's Association, so they've been all over this since it was a, just a book. And then now that the movie's been made, in fact, the Alzheimer's Association is featured pretty prominently in the trailer. But I saw the trailer for this and I started crying. Was like this is. I know. I don't know if I can emotionally handle it. Yeah, I know. I know, Sarah. I know my wife is going to cry when she sees it. But I was like, this is one of the saddest trailers I've ever seen in my life. I cannot stand this. I wanted it to end, but that looks fantastic. Alec Baldwin looks great in it, and even Kristen Stewart looks good in it. Who I've I've never really loved in anything, but it looks like she gives a great performance in this. And obviously, Julianne Moore has done a great job. She's winning all the awards, but yeah, that looks sad. As long as she doesn't thank the ALS. Oh yeah, that was kind of, yeah that was one thing that a lot of people with the Alzheimer's Association were upset with. Still, Alice is about a woman with Alzheimer's, and so she got up on stage and said, "Oh, you know, it, it was interesting to make a movie at the Golden Globes. Uh, interesting to make a movie." about this debilitating disease with a director who has disease, and that would be ALS. And she went on about ALS, and was like, man, you have an international stage to talk about Alzheimer's disease, which sort of falls by the wayside sometimes. It, it could raise an awareness. Well, especially last year with the bucket <laughs> challenge. Yeah, and, and ALS isn't hurting. I mean, they definitely, you know, every little bit helps. But, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from, from that. But it was still, you know, you get up there, and then you don't mention what the movie's about. A lot of people with the association were... Uh, I don't know about upset, but disappointed. That may be a better word. Disappointed. And not with the association either, by the way, but people who were commenting on the association's Facebook page were disappointed with that speech at the Globes. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. It didn't make news or anything, but if you are connected to the disease like a lot of people are and therefore are looking forward to this movie raising the awareness, it's, uh, you know, disappointing. That's all I can say about it. Well, I still want to see it. I think it looks really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait till it goes wide. I don't even know if I'll be able to see it in the theater. I might have to wait. So you can cry in the privacy of your own home. Yes, I like to cry at home. Don't like to cry in the theater. Murphy cried at the Budweiser commercials. So, <laughs> And he doesn't even own puppies. <laughs>
Well, that reminds me of one more thing I wanted to ask you guys about, which is obviously the Super Bowl is this upcoming Sunday. It might have already passed by the time this episode comes out. I'm not sure. But what do you think about Katy Perry headlining and the rumor that she has a new song about Taylor? Oh, I hadn't heard that rumor yet. I but... heard that she was going to do something, but I don't know. I, I'm excited about her performance. I know from your guys' standpoint, you wouldn't be excited about that. Well, it's, it's funny because we went and saw her in concert, like all of us, all of SwiftCast yeah. over the summer, and we liked it. But then lately, she's just kind of been annoying me. Bunch of cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I saw her in concert, I was not that impressed. I thought it was okay. Hmm. She apparently has a song called She's So Creepy that is about Taylor that she's going to debut at the Super Bowl. But it hasn't even been confirmed. People just keep saying this, so. Interesting. I wonder where it started, where the rumor started. Probably from Katie. I did see a photo of a letter that said the songwriters included Max Martin, Shellback, Katy Perry, and two other people. So I don't know. But hmm. she's apparently re-releasing Prism with three bonus tracks on it. Oh, yeah. She did the same thing with Teenage Dream. Oh, okay. Yeah. When All of Me came out, it was a bonus track on the special edition of that one. So. Oh. Uh, well, the rumor is that she uses White Horse, Taylor's song, to take a shot at her, I guess, in the lyrics of this song. Yeah, let's just use a song from 2009 in 2015. <laughs> It's like so 2009 ago. So 2000 and late. I'd be interested to see it just because it's always a spectacle. You know, I, I wasn't too excited when it was announced. It's just going to be, you know, I, I don't know. I can't think of the last one I got really excited about. I don't know that I really feel like she's headlining material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess if Bruno Mars can do it, she's definitely, <laughs> I would say, bigger than Bruno Mars. So, And who did it? The Red Hot Chili Peppers? They just jumped onto Bruno Mars's train, right? They didn't headline. Right. Was last year Beyonce or was that in a different year? Last year was Bruno. I think okay. the year before that was Beyonce when all the lights went out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right about that, yeah. Uh, I have a question for you guys that I forgot to ask at the beginning of the show. <laughs> okay. Okay. What is the sound in the song? Oh, my gosh. How did I forget? We have been pulling our hair out over blank space. Is it a pen click? Is it a tape player? Is it her mouth? I think I finally settled on it's a little... Uh, what is the sound in blank space at, right before she says, I'll write your name? I would say pen click. It makes sense lyrically. It's supposed to be a pen click, but I think she uses her mouth. Oh. Yeah, I think in the album itself, it sounds more like a pen click, but live, she uses her mouth. But, you know, uh, so we, we talked about this on the air and had people texting in and calling in what they thought it was. And some a lot of people were like, pen click. And I was like, oh, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, tape player, 1989. Boombox is a big part. You know, yeah, the, I thought the boom it was box like the was tape in the, ending. Yeah. But, and so she's playing a beat off of a, of a boombox. But then it's not in the video. She doesn't reference it in the lyrics. And then I, I looked it up on Twitter and someone was like, oh, pen click. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. I'll write your name, of course. But then when someone called up and said it was the mouth thing and they'd seen her do it live, when we listened to it back, because we played just that like 20 billion times on the air, I started thinking it's just her mouth on the record. I hope Carson, I hope someone gets a chance to ask her on tour this year or something because I want a definitive answer from the woman herself. I will say from personal experience that when you're getting ready to meet her, you have like all these really intelligent things to say and ask and then you get in there and you're just like, hi. You don't know me very well then because I had a, when I met Katy Perry, I had a blast. Like everybody was like, oh my God, they were doing the same thing as you were. They were like, hey, oh my gosh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then they get up there and they're like, smile. <laughs> yeah, Carson Carson solves the problem by just never having anything intelligent to say. Yeah, so it's just, just easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you just don't think, it's easy. <laughs> no, I do stuff, and then I regret it later. <laughs> so I guess I, as much as I uh, respect your expertise in the Taylor Swift universe, I'm still not satisfied with a definitive answer that it's a pen click. Is that what you guys are settling on, though? It's a pen click? Well, it's supposed to be a pen click, but we should look at the album booklet. You copped out of the answer because you were like, it's supposed to be a pen click that she makes but with she her mouth. Be. I was like, that doesn't answer anything. Do you say it might be in the album notes? <laughs> It might be in the album booklet because for Wildest Dreams, they actually use Taylor's heartbeat for oh. the heartbeat in that song. And it's in the album booklet. It says Taylor's heart. So it might be the pen player. Obviously, I'm a bad fan because I haven't read the album booklet. Watch it's like her mom or something that actually does hey, the pen the thing. Pen. Yeah, yeah so she's a... <laughs> <laughs> so she gets credit. Do you have it? You guys don't always have a copy of, of all of our albums within arm's reach. I can't. I am shocked. I have it in my hand. <laughs> okay, yeah. I knew someone would. I'm just going to make this pen clicking noise. 
<laughs> so did you get any crazy answers from people when you asked? No, I think every, everyone was on one of those. I think everyone mostly was saying pen until... Yeah, the, until the one person went... Until the mouth lady showed up. And then we listened to it again, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> every time you do that, I'm going to do the pen. It doesn't say in the booklet. Does not say? We'll just have to wait till May to find out. Mm. She may not even answer then. This may be like her idea of like, hey, I'm going to just play a joke. I don't, I'm never going to answer this. <laughs> she definitely has a way of being kind of evasive when she doesn't want to answer questions. Mm. So I'll be very interested to see if you ask her what she'd say. Oh, I'm going to ask her. It's been driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks so much, guys, for coming on. We loved hearing all of your Grammy predictions, and we'll probably all be wrong on everything. We'll find out in about a week and a half. Well, I just want to know, like, Murphy does a little Oscar thing, so whoever wins that gets, like, a used gift card and some, like, (laughs) four-year-old popcorn. One of my old DVDs. Yeah, so do we win anything if we get it? You win a meet and greet with Taylor, yeah. right? No, no, no. I got that myself. I didn't win that. We have a bet going with Nate about what she's going to perform. Nate is very convinced that she's going to perform style, and the rest of us think she's going to perform Shake It Off. And he said that if he is wrong, then he has to do the entire fashion segment by himself on the next episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to agree with him. And I'll tell you why. Because most of the time, artists use these award shows to slingshot their songs to number one. The one she needs to push right now to number one is style. Mm. Shake it off in blank space. I've already been there. But when she performed at the Grammys two years ago, she sang We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, even though her latest single was Trouble because We Are Never was nominated. Precedence. Well, I'm going to go I'm gonna go to completely opposite direction and say she's going to perform blank space and she's going to, you know... She's going to bring out a giant pen, and she's going to click it. She's going to jump on it to click it. Well, I'm going to go way obscure. She's going to perform 22. Oh, yeah. She's not even going to do anything from 1989. Tim McGraw. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. If she did a pop version of that, that would be so cool, actually. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Do you want to plug yourselves before we go? Yeah, we're on iTunes and Stitcher and IHeardThatWasGood.com. You can always tweet at us at IHeardThatWasGD, and we'd love for you to listen and rate review us on iTunes and good stuff like that. And we appreciate you guys having us on, and, and uh, we promise that we'll have you guys on again on our show uh, very soon. I think you've said that the last, like, three times and then never I know, and on. then you... Well, because you never send us free stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then you guys always <laughs> ask us before we ever get a chance to... I don't know, it just never comes up, but we promise. We promise. Soon. <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for listening, and as always, hit the subscribe button on iTunes. If you haven't, tweet us at SwiftCast13 and tell us your Grammy predictions, and we can't wait to recap everything for you after the show. Thanks, guys. See you in May. I can't wait. Woohoo! Yeah, see one of us. (laughs) Maybe I can work it out. We'll see. All right. All right. Work on it. All right. Bye. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for Swiftcast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. Swiftcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.